Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I never thought I'd see the day that our church would be broke up in alphabetical order. I don't know about you all, I don't like it. I'd be glad when we all just gather back together as sheep instead of, are you A? Or I was afraid there'd be a bunch of folks who changed their last name since Sunday so they could come back up for Wednesday. I guess they all complied. We appreciate you helping us during this difficult time. And uh, hopefully it'll go back to normal before too long. But the Lord will help us, won't he? He always helps us people through, through hard and trying times. We're so, so grateful that he's given us grace through this. I know that it's, uh, it's been a difficult time for people that have been sick and people that have been well. And uh, I know that many times we think only of our nation, our state, our church. But just as a reminder to you, that this has affected people around the world. <clears throat> I'm hearing from people in Africa and India and all over the world, and um, it's been difficult for us. But remember, a lot of those nations, they don't have unemployment. They don't have a stimulus package. So please don't, don't forget our brothers and sisters around the world. Some of them honestly don't know how that they're surviving, uh, having been there in many of those nations and seen how that they live anyway. So just please keep them on your heart as well. Let's turn tonight to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 again, if you would. We'll read um, verse number 17. I greet you tonight in the name of the Lord and certainly appreciate uh, the opportunity to be able to be here with one another. Hopefully it won't be too long that we can all gather together again and, amen, be recognized in the presence of God. I want to speak to you again tonight on reconciliation through kenosis. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself. By Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the channel or the means by which the eternal spirit could bring man back into his presence. Hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. God was in Christ, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the logos, or the word, of reconciliation. Now, I want you to notice now that every man that's preaching doesn't necessarily have the logos of reconciliation. Ever preacher doesn't have the ministry of reconciliation. But there are some that are called by God to minister. I know that we're misunderstood because even some in our own ranks say, well, why don't you go out and preach to the Catholics? Well, first of all, I haven't got an invitation from a priest in several years. Uh, I would go if they would ask me. 
But my burden and my call is not the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, nor the Pentecostal church. I have a ministry of reconciliation. That's to bring the bride to her husband. Now, can I preach a salvation message? Oh, yes, I have, and I do it. I've stood in, in federal penitentiaries and preached and saw hardened criminals come and give their heart to the Lord and, and repent. And, you know, did many of them last? Probably not. But where God has called the bride preachers is in the channel of reconciliation. <clears throat> now, watch. He says that he has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, now listen to this where he says that now then we are ambassadors for Christ. So the United States has an ambassador to Saudi Arabia, to Israel, to Egypt, and on and on and on and on we could go. They have an embassy there. Most of the time whenever I'm traveling in a foreign nation, I will find out the address of the U.S. Embassy. That's in, that's in Kenya, and Nairobi is where it's at there. Uh, in Zimbabwe, different places I've been around the world. So if anything happens whenever I'm there, I have a representative that's from home. Now, if you get sick or something happens, you want an address where there is a U.S. embassy. Now, they don't know me by name. That doesn't matter. All they need to know is I'm an American citizen. I show them my passport. That speaks they are my ambassador. Maybe the first time I ever met them in my life. But they're going to do what they can to help me get out of there. Now notice in Paul says that we are ambassadors for Christ. Now there again, that's not every man that claims he's called to preach. But that's those that God has ordained to speak his word. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though, in a similitude or in likeness, as though God did beseech you by us. Now, for the poor people around this message that don't think preachers are necessary, can you imagine how God's going to judge them just with this one scripture? Whenever God says, you don't think these men are important, and these men are actually my ambassadors. This is the embassy for the kingdom of God in Johnson City. Well, praise the Lord. God's got them in Louisiana. God's got them everywhere. But we, this is an embassy for the elect of God. Everybody going to enjoy coming here? Why, of course they won't. Why? They don't belong to the kingdom. If they belong to the kingdom and they're identified, then the ambassador speaks for them. Notice he said, then we as our ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech or plead or ask you by us. Praise God. We pray you in Christ's stead. Wow, what a mouthful. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Praise God. Let's bow our heads together, shall we? <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we so thank you tonight for the reading of your word. What powerful things have been written down by anointed servants of God to share with us, Father, that which was in your mind and may I say even in your very heart. We are so grateful, Lord Jesus, that we are not only able to read it. I'm glad I can read. I, I appreciate that. But Lord, how thankful I am that not only can I read it, but I can understand it. 
I'm so grateful, Father, because your prophet tells us that a true eagle will understand. So there's many things that we take by faith, that's right. But yet, Lord, we know that there's an element that the children of God will and must understand about your word. I pray that you'd speak to us once again tonight, Father. We count it a privilege to be able to be gathered together again, Lord. We just long for the time when we can all be gathered, Lord. And we just again pray and ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I heard today, Lord, special, uh, special doctors and their statements and Dr. Fossey and this doctor and that doctor and saying we'll never get over it. And I thought, I am not believing that report. They can say that if they want to, but the devil is not in charge of all this. Our God is a mighty God. Father, we ask you, bring healing to your people. Bring healing to the world, Father. May this, de this devil go back to the regions of hell. Grant it, Father. Liberate us, Lord Jesus, from this evil. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints. Love you so much. You may be seated. Brother Eric, give me just a little bit more on this, if you would. You know, to really understand the power of what God had in his mind, the meaning of the Godhead, and of course the Godhead, the term Godhead is not mentioned as it is in the New Testament, and it must have been quite a mysterious thing to the Jews when the Lord Jesus would identify himself as a son. It so stumbled them. Now those priests and doctors of the law and rabbinical writers that would have known the law and they would have heard the term son of man. You know, to the common average people that didn't have a Bible, maybe never even have a personal copy, they would have been more ignorant of it. But those who really knew the law and knew what the prophets had said when they would hear him say, Son of Man, and their mind go back to Ezekiel and to Daniel. And when Daniel saw the Son of Man coming with clouds and glory, oh, to them it must have been blasphemy as they heard him. Others would identify and say, God has no son. What do you mean? Son of God, Son of Man. God has no Son. God is the eternal and there is no Son. So as the very entrance of the mystery of the Godhead came into the New Testament, it started with this of bringing confusion. May I say, it's still doing the same thing today. Because many people, I hate to say it, but even in our own ranks, I'm afraid, are still confused. They don't know if there's one or two, or most of them wouldn't think there's three, but they're hung up on two of them. But if there wasn't two in the Old Testament, there can't be two in the New. And if there wasn't three in the Old Testament, there can't be three in the New. So, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. So if that was so in the old, it is so in the new. So the manifestation of his being then must be revealed under the auspices of the still the concept that there is one God. And not one God divided 
in three persons because you cannot have a person without having a personality. And if you've got a personality, then you are a distinct personality to yourself. But you can have a mighty God that has multiplied thousands, or I imagine I could say millions, of attributes within himself that he can so diversify himself and allow himself to be made known in partial light under this, 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 and this, show a little bit more light of himself, and then you find out he's also Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tidskanu, El Shaddai, all these things. And the more you see about him, the more you realize you're not talking about several different people, but the very same person. But you're finding out more about who and what he is. And when we look at the great work that God actually did in the ministry of reconciliation. I know it seems strange, but he was in his own body on the earth. He became the anointed God. In the Old Testament, he was the eternal, the Elohim, the almighty God. But in the New Testament, he became anointed. And he actually anointed himself. Now he must become anointed in order to be a true reflection of what his people will also be. Because we also will become anointed. And he must become the first that will become anointed and then become the head of that new tribe or that new race. Now, so Paul writes it in a sense. Now, you imagine a Trinitarian that would read these scriptures and they would read, well, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now, if they are a Trinitarian or at least a Tunis, then they're going to get in their mind of two separate beings. But if you read it with understanding, you know that God, the invisible, which never had hands before Jesus, never had eyes before Jesus, feet before Jesus, then he was a spirit, so the spirit got inside this body, which was Christ. Now remember, Christ is the anointed one. So he was born Jesus, but he became Christos years later. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now watch how Paul brings the same thought to the Ephesian church. Uh, rewords it a little bit different here in Ephesians 2.15. Having abolished in his flesh. Now notice this could not be done in the realm of the eternal. It could not be done in the realm of just spirit. But the abolishment of this ordinance that was written against us must be done in the very channel that it was given to. The law was given from God to angels to Moses on the mountain, given to men in the embodiment of flesh. So the remedy of taking away, how is he going to be able to fulfill this verse here that I just read you, where he said that he was not imputing their trespasses. How is that ever going to be accomplished that God would not impute 
trespasses. Now he didn't say that he would just blindly overlook them or he would turn his back. Oh, that's fine. That's okay. You're my kids now and you can do it. No, there's got to be a remedy, a cure that will actually take care of that in such a way that will eliminate them from ever being held accountable again. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute uncleanness or unrighteousness or sin as we know it. Now, the way that God is going to do this is Ephesians 2.15, having abolished in his flesh. So his flesh is the channel by which God will run all of the fulfillment of his great law in the embodiment of Jesus Christ and will allow this to be accomplished in the flesh. Now notice it goes on to say, even in the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man. Now you're reading the verses prior to this. Paul is running the parallel between Israel, his first son of the Old Testament, and the New Testament son, which is the Gentile one. And he's merging them together, which could not be done under the law of the Old Testament, and saying, Israel, his firstborn son, and the new Gentile move will be born in together in one, in twain. They'll be brought together in one which is in Christ Jesus. Now in this he said, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Notice that again, that he might reconcile both Jew and Gentile unto God in one body. Where was the reconciliatory work done in the human body, Jesus. Now it was not done in the realm of spirit. It was not consummated in the realm of Christos. It was deposited and completed in the body or the humanity of God, which was the Lord Jesus. Now remember, this is the super side. God in a man. God completing his great work in the display of the greatest weakness that God would ever show. Oh my, that's a mouthful. Now listen, God was not weak only in Jesus. But now God's weak in us. Now I don't mean that God has lost any of his power, but that God lives in our weakness And in our weakness, somehow he expresses it that his strength is made perfect in weakness. And yet we look at it and think sometimes in our greatest battles in the time when we're at such a loss and we don't even know what to do. And the power of God keeps us and it is in our weak times and in our weak moments that the grace of God displays itself in its greatest. And what is it? A continuation of the super side. Now, it, no doubt it was absolutely awesome when time began 
and before it was time of course it was the eternal but in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God it must have been awesome to have been standing there that day whenever time began because when the word began it's actually when time began so we move from the circle of eternity into time and it's when it came from the eternal into the expression of the word it must have been wonderful it must have been overwhelming whenever the angels were brought into existence and the planets and the stars and all of that and that is the song of course that we sing how great thou art and I look at the stars and I look at all of that that is true greatness is it not but yet his greatest work of redemption was not accomplished when he made the earth it was not accomplished when he made the constellations or the stars but actually his greatest work of reconciliation and redemption was made when God expressed himself in weakness hanging on a cross the word now remember even though the spirit could not die on the cross Jesus body was still the word which was God right amen and in that he expresses through that the greatest work of them all it was greater than the creation of angels the creation of stars all the great mighty things that he had done and it was accomplished through what absolute human weakness and no doubt Satan could not understand it until a knock come on the door and then he realized he had messed up big time but it was through that weakness that the world looked at him the Romans looked at him the Jews looked at him they all looked at him like made fun of him ridicule of course except for those who knew who he was and they did not comprehend that it was God through this act of humility and weakness that was accomplishing and the effect of that is still taking place to this day 2,000 years old and is still ongoing and will be through the rapture getting the Jews ready praise God and still will be in the millennium reign whenever the heathen is raised up and they will have the opportunity to give their heart under the messianic kingdom of the son of David and the great work of God will be going on for still at least another thousand years or so and yet the world looked at it and thought there was nothing to it at all that's the way God does things but notice Paul goes on to say that he might reconcile both into God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby so it was not only that God killed Jesus and he did but God also killed the enmity that was in between him and man because we were enemies. God, as I said to you Sunday, that God had his side of the story and man had his side of the story. An angel would have took sides with God. A heavenly being would have taken sides with God. Only flesh would have taken sides with man. But God had to create a special creation which stood and understood the God side and stood and understood the the human side and was able to merge both in the crossing of the breach and say I totally understand the God side because I am God I totally understand the man side because I am man both can be reconciled in me the enmity can be slain in me amen through me the reconciliation can be performed and bring the elected whose names are on 
from the book of life back into my presence but not only will I get them but I'm also going to open up my book of life and I'm going to throw out here another cycle and I'll call them whosoever will let them come and take of the water of life freely so while I'm in this pawn shop and I've got tickets in my pocket for all my children's names but I'll say to the rest of you sitting on the shelves whosoever will let him come and take of the water of life freely and guess what there will be many 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 that have accepted him and that will be there at that great day thank God they will live outside the city oh brother Donnie won't they be sad they won't be sad at all because they'll sing the songs of amazing grace and say we wasn't even bride and he saved us we wasn't even elect and he saved us he didn't have to save us in reality listen to me in reality he had to get you in reality hallelujah he had to get you because you were one of them coins and you had the father's image on it you was one of them sheep but my how it's going to be for those who was not bride who was not elect and yet he said if you want to come come on if you want to be saved come on in and take of the water of life and guess what millions have and will be there and I'll tell you one thing I'm grateful myself I'm not one bit jealous are you I'm jealous brother Mark I'm glad the grace of God's able to reach beyond the Lamb's book of life over into the book of life and offer them eternal life and they will walk into it and they say Lord we're not worthy we're not worthy so I know you ain't but I offered you that gift that ain't the bride that's not who the bride is the bride was a part of him but you keep talking about your beginning in time and you're thinking of your beginning in time he's not thinking of your beginning beginning in time. He's thinking of you when you was in him before you was ever time. What was you before you was time? Word, attribute, thought, a soul of God that was in God before the foundation of the world. Well, praise God. Yeah, in case you're wondering, I believe in predestination. And just in case you're wondering. Now, watch this in verse 17. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off. Now this was the Gentiles. Afar off and to them that were nigh which were the Jews. Watch again in Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And the church said, I don't have a problem with that to you. I love it. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him by him notice how he focuses this by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him Paul wants him to get it brother Dow he wants to settle this if you've got a question in your mind there's only one way you're saved and it wasn't Moses it was not the Torah it was not the law it was not good works there's only one way you're saved and that's by him By him, I say, whether they be things in heaven or things in earth, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now, oh, praise God, what a sermon title, yet now. Hallelujah, I was lost, yet now I'm found. I was blind, yet now I see. Amen, amen. Aren't you grateful for yet now? 
And you that were sometime alienated. Look what this word means. To be shut out from one's fellowship and intimacy. You never was a goat. You was just shut out from fellowship. You always was a sheep, children. I'm going to keep preaching until you. you're going to see it. Sure as there's a God in heaven, you're going to see it. Amen. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your, where? In your mind by wicked works. So where did the problem lay? Within us. Within us. We were alienated. Amen. And, and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now has he reconciled. Listen to this. To reconcile completely. To reconcile back okay now how could you go back if you wasn't there I said that friends every preacher that's preaching doesn't have the ministry of reconciliation because they hardly ever go on this they're, they're really not called to deal with reconciliation they're just going out and preaching it as if you know it's just like a net and they're taking that net and they're throwing it out there. You know, whoever wants to come, come on in, come on in, come on in. That ain't the ministry of reconciliation. And sure, we all cast in it as preachers. But yet what you do as a, as, a, as a minister that has a logos of reconciliation and an understanding of reconciliation, you know that as you throw the net, it'll fall over crabs and lobsters and clams and all kinds of this and other. What are you looking for? Rainbow trout. Rainbow trout. That's exactly right. Now the rainbow trout came from the fishery or the hatchery and you're going to try to pull them back home, right? Now the lobsters did not come from the trout hatchery. They were not born in the trout hatchery, but they were born somewhere else. Amen. And it's the same way with sheep of God. So with the word of reconciliation, then you preach that. That's actually where the consummation of rapture and faith lays. It's helping you and I to realize this is why the prophet said when she recognizes who she is the rapture will go not the rapture will come the rapture will go so apparently the rapture is being in the building and in the making right now so the rapture is not so much a coming as much as it is a going hallelujah hallelujah it's a going away well what's it leading to you recognizing who you are oh I always was lost oh I'm low down I'm sorry I'm good for nothing you'll never have rapturing faith focusing on that but you've got to confess everything that you are in Christ Jesus yes I once was lost but I ain't lost no more I was once no good but I am good by the grace of God now there ain't nothing good in none of us on our own is that right but what I am in him and God don't make no junk God don't make no trash and whatever I'm lacking he's going to complete in me till the day of his coming praise God I was alienated alien I was an alien and in my mind and by my works I was alienated from God but now He has reconciled, to reconcile completely, to reconcile back again. Oh, bring back. No, now Paul didn't use this word, did he? Bring back a former state of harmony. Praise God. 
former state of harmony. Amen. Notice again, Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. In the body of his flesh through death to present you. Hang on. Holy and unblameable and unreprovable in whose sight? Yours? You'll never be this. I'll never be this. I'll never be this in my sight. I'll never be this in your sight. You'll never be this in your sight. I'll never be this in your sight. Vice versa, any way we look at it. But that's not the way Paul wrote it. He said we are this in his sight. In his sight. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we will always have our humanity that we will deal with. We will always have our weaknesses, our times where our faith seem like that it lapses and gets weak. And we think, oh Lord, where are you? And then you say, Lord, what in the world do I even say that for? You've always been with me, Jesus. I'm sorry. What is it? It's that part about our humanity. Oh, but in his sight, when he looks at every child of God that's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He does not see a struggling mortal that's barely hanging on. Oh, I hope I can wait till my alphabetical number is called. Oh, God, I hope I, I get to go Saturday night. I hope it don't rain or I hope it don't snow. I'm about to backslide. I'm about to lose out with God. No, that ain't the way God sees you. Oh, if you're in Him, He sees you as holy. He sees you as unreprovable. He sees you as unblameable, unrebukable, without spot, without wrinkle, without any such thing. You look at yourself as a piece of junk Ready for the wrecking yard Just an old piece of scrap What's it worth? Nothing Well since I have A portion of the ministry of reconciliation Maybe I can help change your thinking tonight In the body of his flesh through the death to present you holy and unblameable. Let me give you the meaning of this word. And I'd like for the devil to write this down real good too. So he can know who we are. Unblameable means without rebuke. Blameless. Without blemish. Free from faultiness. Unblameable. Oh, you said there ain't a person alive that way. I agree, the flesh part, but the person that's born again, the new creature, the man and the woman of 2 Corinthians 5, 17, every one of them is this right here. Hallelujah. In his side, I am holy. In his side, I am true. Hallelujah. That's the way I stand before him. That's the way you stand before him. That, that one word would have been powerful enough. And Paul said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. By the grace of God, since I have a portion of the ministry of reconciliation, I'm going to expound a little bit more. Not only are you unblameable, but he says you're unreprovable, which is blameless, unreprovable, that cannot be called into account. Do you understand every man or woman that's in Christ Jesus will never be called into account by Almighty God. 
when you do wrong now, the Holy Spirit convicts you and you ask God to forgive you. You will never stand before the white throne. Oh, Brother Donnie, don't preach that. It'll give people a license to sin. The folks I know that sinning don't need a license. They're going to do it without one. But why in the world should I hold back the truth of the Word of God because of a bunch that's going to sin anyway? Why should I hold you from recognizing who you are in Christ Jesus because you're scared somebody's going to get off the Word? Well, I'll tell you, friend, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The real elect of God are as sinless as God Himself is in Jesus Christ. They are perfect. They are holy. They are sanctified. They are washed. They are cleansed. Well, glory to God. They are getting ready to leave this world in a rapture and a body change. Or would you rather me get up and preach like this, children? Y'all pray for me. I'm not sure I can make it till Saturday night. God, have mercy on me. Help me, God. I'm about to backslide. Oh, God. No, if I preach that, I'd be lying. I ain't about to backslide. I ain't going to mind telling you, I ain't just barely hanging on. He hung on for me. It ain't how long I held on. Well, my grace, my grit, my my grit, nothing. My grit wouldn't keep me till Monday week. That's exactly right. Neither would yours. I ain't kept by my grit. I'm kept by the power of God. I'm not only saved by the power of God. I'm kept by the power of God. When I don't feel like going, I go anyhow. Oh, glory to God. I'll tell you one thing. I'm this year a bag of wind. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, there ain't nothing good in none of us. But brother, sister, once we acknowledge that, then let's go ahead and say what is good in us. Salvation is good. Sanctification is good. Baptism of the Holy Ghost is good. Revelation of the Godhead is good. Revelation of water baptism. Revelation of we needed a prophet. Revelation there's no eternal hell. Well, hallelujah. Revelation that we're getting ready to leave this world in a body change. Hallelujah. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Hebrews 2.17 Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like Unto his brethren. You mean to tell me Paul believed that they were his brethren before he was made flesh? Notice this order of divine protocol caught by the prophet of God. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Now we say, oh, hallelujah, we're being conformed to his image. That's right. After he was conformed to ours first. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. What, what is, this is what he's reconciling. Who? Brothers. So he said, my brothers, my brothers are going to be in human weakness. It behooves me. It's becoming to me. To be made like my brothers. 
Not the way people preach the gospel. Well, it, it become him to become a man and, and then he come down here and save all of us poor people and maybe somebody will feel sorry for him. That's false doctrine. This is the true picture, my brother, of salvation and reconciliation. That he become a human because his brothers were human. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, if he become a human because I was a human. And let's reverse it around. Once I'm truly reconciled, he went back into the sphere of being God. Get your handkerchief out and go to fan in now. So what's that going to put you back into the realm of one of these days? More than a man. More than a woman. More than a teenage boy or a teenage girl. Back into the God realm. Where you were before there was ever time. Before there were molecules. Hallelujah. Don't you understand why the bride lives inside the city and all those others live outside the city? The city... It's for God realm people. (laughs) Brother Darnell, I was hoping you was going to preach about the virus. Why should I preach about the virus? This blows the virus plumb back into hell. My goodness, why would I want to preach about a virus and how bad it is and how much death is going on? Sure it's bad. Sure there's death going on. But I'm here to tell you tonight there's life. There's resurrection. There's healing. There's deliverance. Because we are on our way to reconciliation. My brother, sister, this is kenosis right here. This is the epitome of it. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. You imagine in his thinking, he thought of himself as being a human. And he said, I want to be like my brother's. I want to feel what they feel. I want to understand their frustrations and their worries. You imagine the eternal speaking about himself and saying, I want want to feel fear. Because my brothers do and and have and will continue to. My brothers will, will feel sexual temptation. I want to feel that. My brothers will feel weakness. My brother Daryl, he'll have really bad headaches from time to time. I want to feel headaches. Bad ones. Because my brothers have them. Hallelujah. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. The prophet tells us a story of a young lady that went off to school. She graduated from her school and 
high school and her mama wanted to send her away to further her education. So she writes to her mama. She says, Mama, I'm coming home on a certain day. I'll be riding a train. Tells her the time, time of arrival. So her mama standing there, been some time since she's seen her. And this girl brought a friend of hers from school with her. And she didn't tell her mama that. So it's a strain. The train starts coming into the station and slowing its speed. And they look out the window. And here stands this horrible looking woman. And this girl that she had brought with her from school said, Oh, look at that woman. Oh, how hideous. And just started making fun of her. So the train come to a stop and this daughter and her friend come off the train. And this hideous woman come up to the daughter and she grabbed her and said, Oh, honey, I've missed you. And she said, I don't know you. And her friend said, Can you imagine anybody that being their mother or any, any close kin to them? And the daughter said, I don't know you. Get away from me. But the conductor of the train was standing near. And he said, Come here, little lady. Because I remember your mother. She was young and more beautiful than you will ever be. But one day the house caught on fire. And you was inside that house as a baby. And your mother was outside hanging up close on the clothesline. And somebody screamed and saw the house was on fire. And she turned and run inside of there, grabbed a sheet or a blanket, wet. Hit her face, smoke, keep them inhaling the smoke. And she went in and got you. But by the time she got ready to come out, the flames were so high and so bad. There wasn't enough of the blanket to put on you and her. So she covered your face with the blanket. So hers could bear those scars. That engineer said, she was beautiful, but she was made ugly. So you could be pretty today. I'll tell you one thing, Happy Valley, I hope you don't never get tired of hearing me praising my Lord Jesus and loving Him and worshiping Him because He was more beautiful than you and I could ever be. Amen. But what did He do? He gave the garment to us and wrapped us in His righteousness and give His back to the smiters and give His back to the justice and the judgment of Almighty God. Oh my, He was beaten and marred so much that Isaiah said His visage was marred more than any man. He forfeited His beauty that He might become ugly that I could stand here tonight and say, Thank God I'm saved. I've been clothed with the garment of salvation. Oh, shame on us if we're ever ashamed of the power of God. If the Holy Ghost goes to moving on us a little bit and we get a little bit excited. Oh, I don't want nobody to see me do that. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. He screamed and he cried. He bore the whip. He bore the shame. He forfeited his beauty that you could sit here tonight in this place and worship him in the beauty of holiness and give him praise and adoration and he could look at you and say you are beautiful in my sight 
spirit was ugly. Her makeup was ugly. We had an ugly mouse. We didn't even know how to talk. We talked the devil's stuff. We lived the devil's life. But the Lord Jesus ran right in the midst of the fire and took the garment, His garment of purity and love, and wrapped it around you. Praise God. I'm just here tonight as the engineer to remind you, you ain't got nothing to be proud of in your flesh. There's only one thing beautiful about you, friend, and that's the mercy and the grace of God. And he done this, why? That he might become like his brothers. That he could be able to reinstitute this place of reconciliation. Notice the adopted sons of God who were in his thinking before the foundation of the world. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I love predestination. I'm telling you what. I know some of y'all saying, boy, he's so hung up in that. Why is it he, just in this last day? No, not just in this last day. Let me read to you what John Gill said around 1611 not 2020 the adopted sons of God who were brethren before Christ's incarnation being from all eternity predestinated to be the adoption of children Christ's incarnation was in time after that the brethren existed and it was for their sake that he assumed human nature Hallelujah! We was not even in existence yet in time, but he knew we would be. But he already called us part of the family. Lord have mercy. He already called us his brothers, and we wasn't even born yet. Why? We were soul brothers. Oh, hallelujah! We were part of that word before we were ever humans. Boy, if this blows people away, you imagine blowing them away in the 1600s, Brother Darrell? John Gill says, therefore, it was proper that he should be like them in nature in all things. Then William Marion Branham in 1959 says it this way, another thing, the word was made dust, flesh. And dwelt among us the Jehovah. The word became human. Became dust. And tabernacled with us. God making himself. Tearing out. Rooting out all evil. Bringing into submission. The flesh. The dust. That he created. And live with you. As a partner. For years, my friends, I have preached the super sign. I've always loved that sermon. But I think I've just heard it just the first time the last week. Well, Ray, it's looking right now. I'm going to need to live 250 years old before I'm going to understand 100th of 1% of this message. If I get cut off before then, I'll just realize I don't know nothing at all. The longer you go, the more you realize how little we do see and understand. Notice this. He says God had to become a kinsman near. I want you to see it. He never become kinfolks altogether to the rich, to the mighty. He was born in the stable, wrapped in swaddling cloths, not to the adult, to the child. He was God over the creation. He chose to do it, not come a full matured man. He came that he might suffer the feelings of little babies. 
I know I read this to you some, I'm going to read it again. And he came that he might go through the teenage temptations. Might go that he could the toils and snares of the devil as a man. And make a way for people of all ages. Of all ages and of all classes. The poor, the rich, the all. He became poor. That through his poverty we might become rich. And heirs with him in the kingdom. A sign would be given crossing himself. Making himself different than what he was. Oh glory. Now a super sign crying as a baby. Playing as a boy. Tolling as a man. But it was God living in all stages of life like we do. Don't you understand? He's doing the same thing today in his many-membered body around the world. God lives in black men and white men and black women and white women and Chinese and, and all different parts of the world. God living, amen, God living out the same super sign, Jehovah in human beings. But Brother Donnie, we have so much weakness and so much trouble. That's what makes it so miraculous. We've known all along it would be a miracle if anybody come out of this age. closer we get to the end of it, the bigger miracle it is to me. All the trouble we go through, it seems like everybody you talking to is going through something. They don't get over one thing till 13 more things hits them in the face. And they get over them and 27 things have hit them in the face. And by the grace of God, we're still making it. And we're not just hanging on, but we're more than conquerors to him that loved us. Oh, watch God in his ways of his work. He said, when he created the heavens and the earth, he called the angels together and said, let us Every place in the scripture where he did it, he'd say, mostly, not me, he said, but my father. But when it come to the plan of redemption, he came alone. Nobody was with him. He was the only one that could come. An angel couldn't do it. Another man called his son couldn't do it. Couldn't be no second person to Godhead or God was unjust. One called something else, a holy virgin, holy mother, or some saint couldn't do it. God had to come. I'll give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive. A baby will be born. He will be Emmanuel. God with us, the super sign. God in his people. God with his people. God become his people. Imagine 1959. Praise God. A lot of these other preachers saying that. How many people here? Ten people here tonight? Give me $100. Uh, 25 people here tonight? Give me $50 because we need to buy a new truck and we need to buy a new this and, and a new that. Now, now we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And he's preaching to us about God. Amen. Well, things like that's what the message is all about, is it not? I love that. God in his people. God with his people. God become his people. God and man become one. A sign, a stumbling block to the world. But a blessed hope. Amen. For the believer. A sign that will be. Wow. A sign that will be. What if this is in the past and it's not a concurrent event that's going on? Why should it still be receiving persecution? Unless it's still ongoing. The super sign, brother, sister, is still here. 
When Emmanuel become to the womb of a woman instead of appearing as a theophany, he said, as it was in the days of Lot, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. He's coming exactly the way it was prophesied. It shall be light in the evening time. What was to happen? Emmanuel, the same sun, the same light, the same God that come to dwell in flesh with his people at the day of Pentecost. Uh-oh at the day of Pentecost will come in like manner in the last days for it shall be evening light. So now we're not talking about just the Lord Jesus coming through Mary. We're talking about him coming as the Son of God to the dispensation of the church ages. Him repeating that same thing again in the last days. Why? He's Alpha and Omega. The prophet said he didn't say anything about being in the middle. So he was the Ephesus age. He's the closing out of the Laodicean age. The restoration of the fullness of the Godhead body being back in the bride again. And Brother Donnie, you say with all this sickness and all this trouble and all this difficulty that we've going on, what's that got to do with anything? Look at all the difficulty he had. Look at all the difficulty the apostles had. Look at all the trouble. That has nothing to do with what's living on the inside of you. Oh, glory to God. There shall be a sign, an everlasting sign. God with us. God. God in us. God through us. Man and God becomes, not became, becomes one. Jesus died that he gave his precious life on his decision last Sunday's message because he gave it for a decision that he might bring many sons to God. Emmanuel with us. Emmanuel with us, the evening light people. Emmanuel with us, the evening light people. It would attract them. What is the attraction on the mount? God fulfilling his promised word. Now come on saints, don't get quiet on me. It's easy for the church ages to point back to him and God was in Christ. Yeah, amen, amen. They believe all that. Bring it on up to the introductory stage of the message of the hour and all the message people will rally around it, rally around it. That's right, God was in Christ. And bring it on up, brother. Bring it on up, brother. And God was in Brother Brown. Yes, 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 yes. That's what we want to hear. But when you bring it on up to where it's at in the final stage, then they go to to pull him back on you. What is it? They're under the spirit of organization. Well, amen, Brother Donnie. That's why they keep rallying around. God was in Brother Branham. God was in Brother Branham. Amen. I believe all that, but let's see what God, when God was in Brother Branham, let's see what God said. This is what he said right here. I'm going to come back in my bride. Amen. As it was in the day of Pentecost, and it wasn't just one man, Paul, sitting up there preaching all the rest of them, sitting around playing what he had to say. But it was Jesus had come back in the form of the Holy Ghost as Son of God down through the church ages in the true baptism that was lost in the church ages, but to be revealed in the last days in the form of the token. Oh, praise God. More than a baptism of the Holy Ghost. More than a restoration of gifts. A reconciliation back to your seed life. Hallelujah to God where you can be able to say not just by quoting a scripture but when the revelation of the word so strikes your soul that you can say I and my Father are one. Oh, goodness, some of y'all about to pass out. If you need me, holler. I'll come back here and I'll social distance, but I'll reach my hand out. How's that? (laughs) Oh, my. When God gave the sign, this will be a sign. God will be dwelling in flesh. I'll tell you what I love is, Brother Gene. He thought 
that would attract the people. <laughs> it did. Amen. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to come to pass, to become the sons of God. And it's supposed to attract the evening light people when the same light shows. God and Christ are one. Peter said, let it be known unto you that God made this same Jesus whom you crucified. Oh my, both Lord and Christ, a sign evil was spoken of. But the evening light is here. He chose to dwell in human flesh. And today they make him something. Uh-oh. Now this is the majority of Christendom. Today they make him something sitting on a throne. They make him some prehistoric something. Some of them wants to take him back to a philosopher. Some of them wants to make him a prophet. But brother. He's God in you. God manifested in the flesh. Some wants to put him up there in heaven on a throne. Now, that's what a lot of our message folks have done. That's what the majority of Christendom have done. Oh, he's way off somewhere. He's way off somewhere. And a lot of the message folks, oh, yeah, brother, brother, oh, God, oh, God, oh, that's what we're waiting for. We're just barely hanging on. And I agree a lot of them are barely hanging on because they ain't got this. They're not in the evening light. They were just when the evening light started shining and they took off running and thought the evening light message was God sent a prophet, God sent a prophet, God sent a prophet. But they didn't stand still long enough to listen to some God-ordained preachers to tell them that there's more to it than God sent a prophet. But there's a message that that prophet had to say and this is what that prophet said. The evening light is not just God and his prophet, but God in his people. Some wants to make him a prophet, but brother, he's God in you. God manifested in the flesh. How? The message is revived again in the last day. So there's going to be a message revival. And the revival will be Emmanuel is here. And what did they do when he come the first time in the super sign? You're a devil. Say we know, well, thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. You're this and you're that. You're a liar. You're Beelzebub. Well, you know what? They're going to do the same thing about us. And I hate to say it, but some of the places we're going to get our worst persecution is right out from under the very ones who call themselves message believers. Because in their carnal mind, they're saying, oh, they're trying to take everything away from Brother Branham. I ain't trying to take nothing away from Brother Branham than what God gave him. But Brother Branham is not my God. And I don't apologize for that. I don't say I'm sorry for it. I ain't never baptized nobody in Brother Branham's name. I ain't never cast out a devil in nobody's name. I ain't never laid my hands on nobody in Brother Branham's name. And I ain't going to start it now. Because there's only one name given whereby men must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The message is revived again in the last days. The message of who he is and what he is. Emmanuel dwelling in. With the same works that he did manifest himself through you. The very same things he did. It's the evening light. It's evil spoken of. It's a hard way. 
Notice again, he said, God said, it's an eternal sign. Amen. The super sign. The sign of all signs. That God is with you. Even in you. This is the sign of all signs. The super sign. Glory to God. It's greater than folks getting healed. I love, hey, we got a lot of folks that are sick in our, our, our assembly and, and sick in the message. And I, I'm praying for them constantly that God will bring deliverance to them. And aren't you? If you ain't, you should. We ought to be praying with all of our hearts. But if God, if God answers every one of those prayers for the sick and the afflicted, no doubt if they live long enough, they'll get sick again. But if you ever get this, you'll never leave it. Hallelujah to God. Whenever Elisha died one day and he had this quickening power over him and he buried him out there in the grave and my, they had a battle going on and the enemy was coming in. They said, boys, we ain't got time to dig a bunch of graves. And they grabbed a hold of this old one boy, how fortunate he was and he fell dead right where he fell. He fell right close to the prophet of God's grave and they dragged him out and throw him over there. My goodness, the quickening power of God still hovering over that dust. Just kind of hanging around where that prophet of God was. That old boy, they throwed him down. He's like, wow! Hallelujah! I'm alive. I said, what in the world's the matter with him? He'd been hanging around a dead man. Call him dead if you want to. I'd say you'd have a hard time telling that old boy that man was dead. Let him call us tapeworms. Let him call us what they want to. But one of these days, we're going to go flying out of this world because we're feeding not on the words of a man, but the unfailing body word of the Son of Man, Christ Jesus. Look at this. Let me close with this in paragraph 132. The new year is approaching us. May we start from this very hour and see the super sign of God among us. God living with us, dwelling in us, performing exactly the way He did. The evening lights are here. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive our sins. Wow. Is that phenomenal? You're talking about the super sign. God living in his people. And then he ends it by saying, forgive us of our shortcomings. And forgive us of our sins. <laughs> That's the super sign. Sure, God living in angels. Yeah. God living in holy people that never made a mistake. Oh, hallelujah, yes. But God living in this measure in people that still have to say, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. God, I've got a backache. God, I've got this. God, I've got that. Lord, I need help today. God, I'm feeling down. Lord, I've just not felt good. Lord, through all this whole thing, I'll tell you, God, I've just been kind of low down. And God said, that's all right. I understand. Because I knew you was going to go through this time and this coronavirus was going to come through. And you know what the word corona means, right? You just seen the little molecular structure of it, of how they designed it all. And there's a big thing right in the middle. And then they got these little spikes that run out like that, like a crown which is what corona means. Well, I'll tell you one thing. That may be the devil's crowning achievement, but it sure ain't my Lord's. That's exactly right. That ain't the corona I'm looking for. I'm going to put my corona at the feet of my Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Out of our way. 
way, you corona devil. Out of my way, you devil of lust and lying and sickness and oppression that try to hold down the people of God. You cannot stop us. We're more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Forgive us of our shortcomings. I imagine Satan leaves some of these services sometimes and he goes down hell and he says, I don't know what he's saying. Well, that, that's to be expected. You're a dumb devil. He burns them people up sometimes. And time he gets done with them in other services, you feel like they could sail past Gabriel and Michael and the archangels. Well, of course. We've got the revelation of the super sign. I said I was only going to read one more, but could I add one more to that one more? Look, children, I've been saying all this stuff for weeks and weeks and weeks. I've just been waiting for more than six or seven to preach it to. Nothing against these six and seven brothers that have been here. They've been a big help to me. Listen to this. We know that God was emptied into Christ and Christ was emptied into his church and here we stand today when all kinds of religions and all kinds of denominations and phases and all kinds of beliefs but yet the word speaking for itself God manifested the super sign that God is still manifested in the flesh of his people Doing the same signs and wonders, appearing in a form of a cloud, a pillar, dwelling among us, discerning our hearts, foretelling us things to come, healing our sickness, making us so heaven-bound that we become beside ourselves. <laughs> so now you understand why I am the way I am. I'm getting beside myself. And one of these days, I'm going to get out of myself. Don't you love him? This is not for angels. This is not for cherubims. It's for weak humans. Wormwood has way too much power for this. All these great majestic angelic beings, they have way too much power for this. God will never get in them this way. He wants to express the super sign through weakness. So as long as we are strong or we think we are, don't you understand what we do? We keep this power away from ourselves. It's when we're broken. Oh, I hear the prophet say it. Lord, you've broken my heart over and over again. But I thank you for it. I thank you for it. It's when we are weak. Then that's when he becomes strong. So deity lives in our flesh. And that deity prays and says, Father, forgive me of my wrongs of this day. And Satan thinking, them people are nuts. They scream their guts out Wednesday night. He's talking about deity living in them. And then by Thursday morning, they're saying, God, I'm sorry I've done this wrong. And I, who are they anyhow? They don't even know who they are. Well, we might have could have agreed with you some while back. But we are beginning to see who we are. 
The prophet said it this way there in 1965. He said, that little seed of life was laying there and I began to say, I am not the son of Charles and Ella Branham. He was recognizing who he was. Let's bow our heads if you would. Praise God. Praise God. You imagine them poor shepherds. They were the most looked down people as far as being looked down on their vocation of life. Simple, humble. They smell like the sheep. The prophet said they got to where they even laughed like the sheep bladed. And yet the angel of God did not go to the great Cephas house or Annas or any of the Romans and say, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But he come to these shepherds and gave them the news of what? A super sign. So shepherds come telling the other people of the super sign. Can't you see why we still need shepherds, pastors, that'll come telling the people. The super sign was not 2,000 years ago. And it wasn't just 47 to 65 but it's still alive today with the resurgence of that power of God living in His bride. It wasn't for angels only. It wasn't just for those shepherds, but a revival of that message to get us ready in the last day. Heavenly Father, as we bow our heads tonight, Lord, with gratitude, Thanksgiving. We thank you for this word. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us, Father. We want to see who we are. Oh, the great struggle between who we are and who we think we are. Paul said, The Spirit lusteth against the flesh, and the flesh against the Spirit. Of course, he wasn't writing that to sinners because their spirit, flesh, body, soul, the whole thing is lost then. But this is after a person has received and been partaker of the Spirit of God. Then that war is within them. Lord, for many of us, we we don't struggle to smoke and drink and all that sort of thing. But it's keeping us tied to this earthly identity of who we think we are. And we have enough reminders daily, weekly. But Lord Jesus, it takes revelation for us to be able to look beyond what we even see in ourselves and see in our brothers and sisters. It takes a real revelation whenever we get a grievance between us and a sister or us and a brother. And to be able to look past that grievance and see within them something that is like us, that loves God. And it's actually not them, but it's an evil spirit that has got on them and trying to cause a difficulty. Help us to be like you, Lord, because that's what got on us, an evil spirit. We were convinced we were against you and you were against us. Some of us might have been agnostics, atheists, weren't even sure if there was a God. And in our minds, we were so alienated. Praise God. 
but you begin to woo on our hearts, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you ran inside the burning house. You were so beautiful, a beautiful, perfect life, sinless. But in order to save your children, they were in the burning house. Hallelujah. The judgment was already pronounced. Everything in the house will be annihilated and destroyed. It'll only be a matter of time. That little girl's skin would have been cooked off of her bones. Her flesh would have melted. But that mother's love would not allow her baby to lay inside that burning house so she forfeited her beauty. Oh, Jesus, I can see you as you're hanging there. Eli, Eli, Leme, Sabachthani. Your beauty had been taken from you. Your purity, as the world would say, you had now become the serpent on the pole. Hallelujah. But you had to give up your robe of righteousness. Praise God to wrap your children in. And you brought us out of the burning, condemned house. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for that. I hope we never, never, Lord, get to a place that we can't love you and shed a tear and be so appreciative in our hearts when we hear about what you did for us. God, I pray that you minister to every heart. I pray for the sick. I pray for the weary. Lord God, all of us are just so tired of this this virus thing, Lord. Lord, hearing from pastors in different parts of the world and here in the states, and Lord, it's causing hard feeling among even some of your children. Lord, your children are getting antsy and they're getting worried and all tore up and all, all types of theories about this and theories about that. And even church people getting mad because they have to come to church and try to distance a little bit. I ain't coming back no more. I ain't coming back. Lord, we, we know it ain't them. We know, Lord, it's nothing but Satan. Father, I pray, may from your very breath come the peace of God on your children, Lord. Speak calm to us, Lord, I pray. We may not understand all that's going on. Father, we know that you've got it all in your great hands, Lord. Help us, Jesus. You'll get us through this time, Lord. Father God, we love you with all of our hearts. We worship you tonight, God. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just worship him just a few minutes before we go, can we? I know we've got to change the way we come in and we've got to change the way we go out and all that. But look, we don't want to become so methodical that we don't allow no time for the Spirit of God and worship and, and all that sort of thing. Our main reason for coming here is not to obey the rules of the CDC. Our rules of coming here is the same that they always have been, is to worship God, to give Him praise and adoration and to bless Him and to bring our requests and all that. We're not just here to follow strict guidelines of Dr. Fawcett or whatever more. We're here to follow the guidelines of our Lord Jesus. I believe in being sensible, sure, absolutely. 
And I know that people here didn't even agree with the way we went about not having service and all that. But let me tell you something. I don't know how many that I've had count of in the last two months in message churches that have died because they would not do as they were told to do. Another one just this week. A man and wife that passed away just two weeks ago buried in the very same church because they felt like maybe they were above it or whatever more. I'm glad we went the way we did. And we'll be glad when we come back together. Would you want that to be on me the rest of my life? That I was responsible, the deacon's responsible, you was responsible? No. Do I like it? I don't like it a bit more than you do. I'm the preacher. I'm the one doing all this studying. How do you think I felt like a, a big bull pinned up in a bullpen? Wanting to come and preach and holler and run and scream and shout. But I believe God honored us. But we're back. At least a third at a time. So let's have church. Praise God. Amen. Let's just worship a little before we go. Let's not be in no hurry. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Grant it, Lord. Take the veil off, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. Where you are tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to see you. We do, Jesus. We do, Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart.
that your word for your day that was spoke about you comes to manifestation makes you the evening light people when the word manifested for your hour is the light of that hour the, the evening light is the people it's you friends shining in the midst of the darkness of Laodicea what a, what a privileged people that we are to be able to hear these things and I, I encourage you if you if you've not listened to the super sign Take some time this week to listen to it. And in light of the things that you heard tonight, listen to it in the light of the revelation as it's moved on into our day. Listen to it again. Amen. I was telling Brother Donnie, you know, I study, I've preached out of it, I've quoted out of it many a time, listened to it many a time. But in the light of the word that's coming forth now, it's a whole new message when you realize... The super sign wasn't something that was just 2,000 years ago, but it's here now. You're the super sign. It's God in you. Amen. What is the message of the hour? It's not just God sent a prophet. Thank God for that revelation, but we already know that. So what is the message of the hour? It's Christ in you, the hope of all glory, making him the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, what a privilege and perfect weakness of her. This comes his perfect strength. Amen. What a privilege it is. You know, I, I heard a story, a, a woman, very well off, was riding in a carriage, and she comes around the corner, and there's a little boy, he looks poor, and he's standing in front of a shoe store looking into the window, and it just touches her heart, and she tells the driver, stop, and she gets out and goes to the little boy, and she said, well, what are you doing? He said, I I'm just looking at the shoes, and she said, come on. She took him in the store and she told the man, said, I want the best socks that you've got. Put them on his feet. Told the boy, he said, pick out any pair of shoes you want. The boy picked him out a pair. She paid for them. Went out the door. The boy was grinning. And he said, ma'am, can I ask you something? He said, are you God's wife? She said, no, why, why would you say that? She said, well, I was standing there looking in the window. And I was asking God if he would get me a pair of shoes. And I thought maybe he'd just send his wife. <laughs> oh, you be Jesus to your neighbor. You be Jesus to that person you work with. You be Jesus to that man standing on the corner. Let the world see Jesus in us. Do you love him tonight? Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Oh, God. Lord, we, we just bow before you once again this evening, Lord. From the depths of our heart, we want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. 
But Father, we realize that any true revelation never exalts a man. Lord, it always humbles him. Lord, how humble it is to realize that you chose us, Lord, in you before there was ever a world. By your grace, Lord, we just want to thank you for it, God. For these great truths that the things that we've heard tonight, Lord, it was hidden down through the ages, God, but in this season, in the season of transition, these things have been made known to us, Lord. As the prophet said, it's the word becoming flesh and the flesh becoming word. Coming back to our rightful position, Lord, as sons and daughters of God. Lord, how we thank you for these things, God. And Lord, as we've said many times, because it's so real, it just rings in our heart, Lord, that when we go to heaven, we're not going to a place we've never been. We're just going home, Lord. Oh, God, every time we say it, it just rings true in our heart. We're going home. Lord, I know in meetings many times, Brother David and other brothers, they, Lord, they've laughed at me. Because as soon as the meeting's over, I'm throwing my stuff in a bag because I want to go home. There's just something about going home. Lord, we just thank you for the word that we heard tonight because we know in this word, Lord, is the vitamins that carry us on that journey back home. Bless Brother Donnie, Lord, renew his strength. Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to get back together again, Lord, even though we may be just small in number, but Lord, we just thank you for this phase, Lord, looking forward to the next one when we all will gather together, as Brother Jewel says, won't it be a time, Lord? Oh, Father, as we go to our homes, may you be with each one, Lord, traveling grace, Father, may we take these things that we've heard tonight and Go back over them, Lord, in our hearts and in our minds, Lord. And may we be, as James said, not just a doer, Lord, but or not just a hearer, rather, Lord, but may we be a doer of those things which we've heard. May we yield to that word, Lord, that it may have the preeminence in our lives and heal our sick, Lord, and those that would be discouraged, maybe nervous, speak peace to them, even as you did to the storm that night, Lord. Oh, God, we're so grateful, Father, for all that you've done for us. For all that you've given us. But we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints. The deacons will be dismissed by robe. If we just worship just a minute, let Brother Harry just sing a few more songs or something. But may the Lord richly bless you. Do you love him tonight? It's so good to see you. I tell you, it was kind of lonely when sitting here just <laughs> during the song service. I was sitting here by myself looking around. But it's certainly good to see, see everyone again. May God richly bless you. Sing something, Brother Harry. Do you love him tonight? Let's just worship him just for a minute, and then the deacons will help us dismiss. Amen. God bless you, saints. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I 
my brother, Lord. I want to see you in my sister, Lord. To see you, I lift it up. Oh, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy. sing this chorus. Brother Darrell was talking about home. Or be flat, brothers. Are you disappointed? Are you desperate for help? You know what it's like to be tired and only a shell of yourself. You start to believe You don't have what it takes Cause it's all you can do Just to move Much less finish the race But don't forget What lies ahead, church, we're almost home, brother, it won't be long, soon all your burdens will be gone, oh, with all your strength, sisters, run. Hold up your head 